Welcome everybody into the CC podcast. Uh, it is 1:32 a.m. here on the early uh, the early morning of Sunday, October 8th. This is Mike Rutherford here with Danny Sennard as we look. We told you we we're going to do something. We got to make good on that promise. I just got home from being stuck in the parking lot at LNN Stadium for about three hours. Uh, it felt like three hours, and then dropping a couple of friends off at their houses. Finally here, we're doing it for you. God damn it, the Cards just beat Notre Dame, manhandled the 10th-ranked Fighting Irish, 33-20. to 20. It wasn't even that close. Everybody stormed the field. We stormed the field. I almost tore an ACL. Dan almost broke his ankle. We would have done it a million times over. This is incredible. I mean, this is what we've been waiting for, for UFL football, UFL athletics in general for so long. I mean, this is, I don't even know what to say. This is incredible, Dan. It's unbelievable. This is why we brought Jeff Brom here. I mean, the my favorite part about this is like the we sound. Can we, can we say real quick? <laughs> we sound like shit. Yeah. You and I could not sound worse. It sounds like I just smoked a pack of cowboy killers, <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna move past that. Oh. Besides the fact, all I'm gonna say is like we this like our fan base. This is like redemption for our fan base because I feel like for years all we've been saying is like. If we got Jeff Brom here, we could just do so many big things with this program. And the fact all this is happening in year one, it's like, God, we told you guys this was going to happen. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's great. I mean, what an, a euphoric night for the university. The court, you know, the crowd storming was amazing. Um, just such a great night with my family, uh, it, seeing you guys. Everything that we wanted in a game happened tonight. I mean, it was, it could not have been a better start getting in Sam Hartman's head in the first series. It was, it, we talked about it on the podcast. Like, what if he comes out yeah. in the first quarter, throws a pick early? Maybe the ghosts of LNN Stadium pass do get in his head a little bit. Maybe he starts thinking about it a little bit. He throws the pick. He tests Quincy Riley. What, what are you doing? Terrible decision there. Yeah. Um, he tests Jarvis Brownlee later. Terrible decision as well. But we get the ball. We go right down the field. We, sc- we score. And, it just, like, I was shocked. Something that I said on the pod and I said on the radio show throughout last week, I was nervous about this game because I thought that Notre Dame could just line up and run right at us all night. And they're bigger, they're more physical. Audric estimates the best running back we faced this year. He can get four or five yards on an obvious rundown, and that was really concerning for me. And that didn't fucking happen at all tonight. Like, our defensive line just beasted them. Like, point of attack, we were dominant. I mean, and you've got, you want to talk about your... Famous walk-on, Rudy getting in one game. We got Ramon Perrier. We got Mason Riger. Walk-ons that were actually good at football that got scholarships and are out here making gigantic plays against Notre Dame. The defense, I mean, I think we all kind of wondered a little bit if what we saw last week against NC State was something of a fluke because Brennan Armstrong and that offense were so bad. It wasn't. The defense was phenomenal all night long. I mean, we'll talk a little bit about Jawar Jordan in the game that Jeff Brom called, but the defense, Dan, I mean, this is, that, that's a, it looked like a top 15, top 10 defense tonight. It was unbelievable. Like, I, when watching them, like, I knew it was good when I was watching with my own eyes, and then, like, you know, you tailgate during the day, and the game gets a little fuzzy, and then you storm the field, <laughs> and I was like, I gotta, I gotta, I literally came home, I was like, I gotta watch the recap here. The recap was unbelievable. I mean, like, it wasn't like we just kind of won the line of scrimmage on both sides, but I'll, I'll start with the defense. 
not only did we win, we absolutely whipped their ass. Like it wasn't even a contest. We were in the backfield the whole night and, and you know, I don't know what people think of Sam Hartman to me, like after seeing him a couple times, he's just kind of meh to me. Like it is what it is, but um, yeah, I mean, credit to the D line. It was unbelievable. I mean, we were 10,000 times quicker. We, we were in the backfield pretty much all night. Um, I couldn't ask for more out of Ron English and whatever game plan they had drawn up there. It was amazing. So Sam Hartman, this was the sixth time that he's played against Louisville. Am I getting greedy in saying like, can we get this man a seventh year and get him to Lexington? Like, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, get this oh man behind God. center for uh, for Mark Stoops next year. Uh, Liam Cohen could do wonders with him. I'm the let make this hard in football to like, kind of like, like this guy looks like he's about to piss himself. And by like the the start of the fourth quarter, he looked like he wanted to be anywhere else but out there. And yeah. that, and like that's all you can ask for from a defense. Can we say I, I do want to talk about Jawar in a second, but like we glossed over, this was the best crowd in the history of Louisville football. Like I, oh, I, oh I, I feel God, so good. I, I don't think it's you know it's not caught up in the moment. It's not being hyperbolic. Anybody who was there, I mean, hell, I assume anybody who's watched. I can't wait to rewatch this game. Would, would agree. We've never had a bigger crowd. We've never had a better crowd. Like like this is what. I mean, this is the shit that, like, we dreamed of growing up as Louisville football fans, watching big games on TV, and then going to Cardinal Stadium and seeing, you know, engaged but light crowds for games against Southern Miss and and Tulane back in the day. And you were like, man, just imagine if we could ever have something like that. And it was, I mean, the entire game. Like, everybody's going nuts. Everybody's fucking into it. I mean, I know you didn't get a towel to wave. I know people were upset about that. But the same <laughs> section had towels. They were into hey, it. you know what? And it looked awesome, too, by the it way. It looked great. Student section was fantastic. Everybody yeah. was great. Tip of the cap to everybody who was inside that stadium tonight. Because that was, you know, for all the, the Notre Dame fans that were, you know, scoffing and, and putting their nose up at the idea that Louisville was going to have an environment that was going to have an effect on this game. One, fuck you. Two, you were wrong. Like the, the environment absolutely played a factor in this game. It was it, it was incredible. Like I felt like I was in heaven for four hours there. I mean, it, it's seriously like I, I know we we keep repeating the same thing, but like this is like when we picture in our head, like hey, like we need Brom to come lead this university, a guy that wants to be here, a guy that's going to be here for the long haul and absolutely change this football program, and like. This is what you're like, all right, like, hopefully it's going to go well, but yeah, like, you know, it's a little football. You you just really don't know, but this is everything we could have ever wanted. I mean, what an experience. And I'm just in, I'm kind of going off script here, but like, I mean, for my son, it was unbelievable. I brought my, my son to the game. By the end of the game, we're rushing the field. He's getting a selfie with Jarvis Brownlee and, my my brother's doing the walls of Jericho shark, you know, <laughs> Boston crab on him in the end zone. I have a video of it. I'm going to tweet it out later. It's phenomenal. But um, I mean, like to say, like he's bought into Louisville football is an understatement. Like even all the guys in Columbus were texting me. They're like, "Wow, like this is a big win." I'm like, "All right, like that's when I know it's like we're here. We have arrived. Now it's and like Jeff said this in his post game. Like, hey, enjoy this. Do what you got to do. But like. Now we're there, so we're going to start getting everybody's best shot. We're on the radar, and that's what we want. That's what we want. So I'm I'm very excited looking forward here. I mean, you talked a couple pods ago about how, like, all your your Columbus friends are dismissing Louisville and, you know, whatever. It's like 
I don't know. We kind of beat Notre Dame by a lot oh, more than you I'm did. And we did it with 11 players on the field for them on defense. The text rolling in tonight, I'm like, this is what I know. I'm like, okay, it, it, we, we've actually – we've garnered the attention here. Like, this is all we wanted. Um, yeah, I mean – and I say that, I, I was like, all right, time to look at the schedule here. I mean, this is just us. We got to do it. We got to look at the schedule. I know. We got, we got Pitt next week. I'm not going to lie. Maybe the biggest trap game I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, we really got to strap it back on here. But, no, I'm going to enjoy this tonight, and we'll talk about Pitt at some point. I mean, I, all I remember is, like, going to – hanging out with a, a couple of Brom family members this summer. They're like, oh, Jeff's going to beat Notre Dame, but we'll lose to some garbage-ass – I was like, no, <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing that yet. I mean, this is because the narrative is about to flip so entirely when it comes to the way that the national media talks about Louisville. And obviously, we're going to talk differently about Louisville now as well. But last week, I mean, one of the things that I talked about as the week went on, and even more so after we did our podcast on Wednesday, was I was shocked at just how many people nationally and then within the, the Notre Dame fan media we're so dismissive of this game. Like, if you want to pick Notre Dame to win, fine. I picked Notre Dame to win. But, like, all these people who are like, it's going to be 41-17. It's not going to be close. Notre Dame wins and covers. And I hated to do, like, the whole us against the world, nobody believes in us. But it kind of felt like nobody believed in us. And winning this game the way that we did with a national TV audience, 7.30, ABC, primetime, all that stuff, the narrative will, will flip so quickly. When we talk Monday college football, when, when, when the show start again, you know what everyone's going to say? It could be this year's TCU. Like yeah. it could be this year's. Like we're gonna start getting all that talk. And one of the really cool things about this game now, just winning it, is even if we don't wind up being this year's TCU, even if there are there is a stumble or two in November, you know, we have Pitt next week. Let's Pitt's been bad. Let's assume just for right now we take care of business. You get a bye week, and then you've got Duke coming to town on October twenty eighth. It's the last weekend of October. We're seven and zero overall, four and zero in the ACC. And everybody's talking about us as a potential playoff team and, and where we fall and all this. And just having that chatter this late into a season, like we haven't had this since 2016. We've barely ever had it at all. Like this could be so fun. We, like I think we all thought this was possible with, with Jeff coming here. To have it in year one is it, – it's just it, – it's beyond any expectation I had. You know what's incredible? I, I got home and I was like, is that okay, a train so horn behind you? Is it is. Tra- it is. We scored That's perfect. Again. Yeah. We scored again. Um, I'm in plain view, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, so, um, no, but I got home, and it, like, dawned on me. I was like, oh, my God, Texas lost today. All right, so, like, there's another team with one loss. Then I get home, I, and I, I hope people that are listening to this saw the end of the Miami-Georgia oh my game. God. But I'm not going to lie. I'm saying this with a straight face. And this is even with Jeff Brom. If Jeff Brom did what Mario Cristobal did, I would be like, I, we might have to let this guy go. Like, yeah. that's how bad the end of the game was for Miami. Like, you can take a knee and win, and you don't. Um, Georgia Tech, you know, recovers the fumble, two plays, touchdown. I don't even know how to recover from that. Um, but, I, I mean, I saying that, it could be unbelievable for us here in the end. So, um I'm just I'm soaking it in right now. I'm like just to be in the conversation with all these top teams in college football. God, it feels so fucking good. Like this yeah. is all we wanted. Um, it's awesome. It really is. Can I give a big giant fuck you to the Rudiger family that uh, <laughs> was, 
started texting me all week after my harmless article about how annoying the dad from Rudy was in the movie. Like, all this, my grandfather was the greatest man. I'm like, read the fucking story. So, big fuck you to all the Rudiger family. This is what we do on, on uh, emergency podcasts. Suck it. And we kicked your ass. Go to hell. Um, you stormed the field. I was glad that you, we. I, I was hoping I could run into you. We could make a quick I know, video to that, put out that there. We did not that, see like, you. Though. I didn't get service down there. That was terrible. How, what was the decision like? How 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 was the Stormfield experience? Oh, I, well, first off, I didn't have a choice. Like as soon as like we kind of saw people leaning up against the edge, like I, my son looked like a you know a bull in a china shop. And we're like, all right, we're going. So he jumped down and he made it look so easy that I was like, oh, I can't wait to do this. <laughs> and it like. I, like it was like a wrestler jumping off the top turnbuckle, except you didn't land in the ring. You landed like outside. I thought my left ankle. I was like, "Oh my god, I might have just broken my ankle right there." Um, so it was like awkward running into the crowd. But once we got in there, totally awesome. Um, you know, I was so happy for my, you know, for my son. He got to like, you know, just bang on all the players' pads. We got a, you know, like I said earlier, a pick with Jarvis Brownlee, and like we just loved it. It was great. Um, what pretty much like a once in a lifetime experience there were a couple people when i tweeted about you getting to the tailgate today who had like responded with like win for cam like play for cam today like i you know we talked about your son being in columbus and his friends being ohio state fans like this was a real opportunity to show him what yeah. well, he's gonna be. listen to the pod i'm gonna make him listen to this <laughs> well i hope he doesn't listen to it <laughs> skip him we'll have to find an edited version for kids yeah uh, no he's already he heard a lot of, you know he told me on the way home he's like i heard the f word so many times <laughs> and he was like and actually, yeah he goes well so my my brother's uh colin we call him coco he's like and coco said it a whole lot i was like, well, we're just, I was like don't worry about it we we're just a little excited about the game Will Cam was a big fucking win. <laughs> yeah. You're a grown fucking man now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so I like, I was with my wife, uh, our buddy uh, Daniel and, and his wife, and I feel like I was the only one that was really pushing to storm the field. I'm like, we, and Mary, the, the girls were like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, well, I'm like, we're doing this. I'm like, we're going down there. And you're right, like, everybody was making it seem so easy. Like, it, the line's moving so quickly, everybody's just hopping over. And then I get up. And, like, I, I feel like I, I'm, a, I'm a pussy if I, like, get on my ass and, like, slide off. So I just kind of, like, hop over like it's a small fence. I'm midair, and I'm thinking, like, if I tear my ACL when I land, it's going to kind of ruin the greatness of the last four <laughs> hours. I land, I fall hard on my ass. It, it, is an, it is a not graceful entrance onto the field. I go back, I help my wife. We, we get out there on the field. I mean, a, a bunch of people were saying hi. A bunch of people were saying, like, got to have an emergency pod it was just so fucking cool I, I was glad that we were down there i was glad we get a chance to see it we got a chance to experience that uh, i did have a number of people come up which this is the first ufl game that i've been to in like two years so a number of people come up uh throughout the day and just say like you know, hey like love the podcast love the, love the site i've got to give a special shout out to this guy in the bathroom uh <laughs> In the that's city. where they all that's where all the special shout outs come there's always like at big games like this there, there, you know there's a bathroom comedian right like some guy's holding court in there and he's just dominating so the line at halftime for the bathroom was 10 times longer than any lnn stadium bathroom line i've ever seen it took forever to get in there like, like forever and it was packed and this guy is in there he's on the far right side i'm on the far left side and he's making everybody laugh and he's like it's so packed in here because all the Notre Dame fans are shitting. Like, they're, 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 they're taking long shits. And then he, he just, out of nowhere, he just goes, we got Mike Rutherford in here. And, like, I'm like, hey, what's going on? 
he's like, he's like, Mike, what do you think about all these Notre Dame fans shitting in here? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, they're, they're shitting, buddy. And so like, I keep pissing. And like three minutes later, he like walks over. He's like, he's like leaving. He's like, Hey Mike. He's like, this is in front of everybody. Everybody's here. Like, hey Mike. He's like, you talking about these Notre Dame fans shitting on your next podcast? I'm like, no problem. But I mean, my dick is in my hands the entire time this is happening. I'm like, no problem, buddy. We'll, we'll, we'll bring it up for sure. So oh, shout out to that guy. I hope you're listening to this. You you made the night. It was oh. like like seven people came up to me after that. They're like, do you like getting recognized like that in the, in the old bathroom? I'm like, it was lovely. It was wonderful. Uh, Cards fans are just the best. The oh best. my god, it, it's that, the that best. is literally the best story I've ever heard. I want to if, if this guy ever reappears and that I run into him, I want to give him give him a bro hug. That's awesome. The guy in front of me at one point turned around and was like, it's, "He's like, I just want to say, hey, like, oh, big, big big fan of your work, like all the like very very nice things." And then he looks at our buddy Mud and is like, "Are you Danny?" And then, like, oh god, you could tell Mud's just heart just sank. He's like, "Yeah," it felt like in Jerry Maguire where he's like, "No." I'm not Hootie. Like that, that, that's what, that's how Mud felt in that moment. But uh, it was awesome being there. It was awesome interacting with card fans for the first time in a long time. And my God, just it, it, what an experience! I, like I, I feel like I, so I I literally just got home. I haven't had a chance to see the highlights. I haven't had a chance to look at all the mentions on Twitter, all the stuff that's floating around out there. I mean, it's almost two a.m. now. I may not sleep at, at this. Yeah, point. just all. You, I'll, I'll tell you how you go to bed tonight. Watch the ten minute recap and just realize that Jawar Jordan is a top two running back in the nation. Let's like, talk about Jawar. Is absolutely unbelievable. Like if he gets any space, he's gone. Like it, I absolutely love the guy. We're blessed that we have him. Shout out Jawar. So I mean Jawar. First of all, I'm I'm just now seeing like the full video of your son like going crazy when you're like eating like a chicken whatever it is and like going nuts like what if Campsonard won the night like he's killing it, but Jawar, I mean, he led the nation in so many categories going into last week and then NC State just effectively bottles him up. He he has 16 carries for 32 yards and like we're all kind of wondering is he a product of just going up against some bad defenses and then against what I think we could safely say is the best defense that he's faced all season long that we faced all season long. I mean, he explodes. I mean, I don't know about you. My erection tonight was never stronger than on the first long touchdown run. When he made that jump cut, that was, that was a pro run. He was fantastic all night long. You described when I watched the replay, I was like, that looks like an NFL run, like literally cuts it up and then just bounces outside to the sideline and just outruns everyone. I mean, the guy is, a gem. I can't believe he's on our team. And the fact that we have like two other stallions to kind of, you know, relieve him, whatever we need to. Maurice had a couple good runs. Garendo had a couple good runs, you know, and like Jack was, I, I thought Jack was fine. Like he didn't yeah. make, he didn't make the mistake that like we had been kind of dreading. We're like, all right, you know, he, if he had to take a sack, he took a sack. But for the most part, like he kept it simple. He, he you know, he threw to the open guy if it wasn't open, whatever, he tried to throw it away. So I, and Jeff, like once we got a big lead, I was thrilled with how he called the game. I mean, he didn't really have to get too aggressive. He kind of ran the clock. Um, you know, we kicked field goals. Brock was amazing in the you know third and fourth quarter. I know he missed the one before half, but uh, I mean, just, it was, it was, it wasn't like, it was a thorough, like, Hey, this is, this is our game. Like, you know, we, we kind of took, took hold of the game the second half and we were easily the better team like it's not like oh Louisville won the game no we were the better team and that's how I felt coming out of that 
Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, we kind of beat Notre Dame playing their own game, too. It wasn't a fluky yeah. win where we just had a couple of, you know, big plays. Like, you know, we hit on a couple of explosive plays and, you know, had a pick six or something like that. It wasn't like that at all. Like, we beat them playing their own game. They Their longest run of the night was 13 yards, which is crazy to me. Yeah, that is nuts. They picked up a ton of yards late on Sam Hartman's uh, the, the penultimate drive where they scored the touchdown. But besides that, like we just we did to them. What was your what was your yards. what was your stress level when uh, they recovered the onside kick? Uh, it was up there. I, I definitely was like Jesus Christ because they scored so <laughs> easily the time before. Yeah, my, I, I was already talking about storm of the field. Then they like did that. I was like, same. All right, Cam. But before we start talking about storm of the field, let's just we gotta we gotta kind of strap in here. So I was glad that uh, we got the pick to close it out. I had already tweeted the video of all the Notre Dame fans leaving, and I was like, this one could blow up in my face pretty badly <laughs> if, if, if this goes poorly. Um, my but like the, the most stressed I was the entire night was the Jamari fumble to start the second half because I was like you know what I I was bummed about the missed field goal at the end of the first half but I was like Jeff's gonna call a great series to start the second and he did he called a great first play and Jamari just tries to get a few more yards and fumbles and I was like fuck I'm like like, this is the mistake they needed they're gonna take control of this game and then our defense I know the kid drilled the 53 yarder but our defense was just nails all game long did not let them capitalize on any of our mistakes with six Uh, I mean could not have been more impressed by all those guys up front yeah, it, I mean, it's not the same thing um, at all, but it does a little bit remind me like the first year that Bobby took over and Grantham was the defensive coordinator, and like we had like a like a what turned out to be like a really nice defense from like some leftover like Charlie Strong guys and uh, a mix of you know whatever Bobby and Grantham brought in. I know this is completely different, and you know it's not the same scheme or anything. But like this defense is like very solid, and the last two weeks they've just looked so good. It just makes makes me feel so much better about you know when I'm watching the game. I'm like, all right, like if you know if we got a punt on offense, it's fine. I, I have faith in our defense. It's a nice feeling to have. I think you sort of mentioned it in passing. I think Jack Plummer also to his credit avoided the big mistake tonight he you know when something wasn't there he did a good job at throwing it away or taking a sack never you know he, he made some big throws when we had to have him um wasn't spectacular but did just what we needed him to do to win a game where the defense and, and his running back were were dominant so prop, props that i thought the offensive line also was really really good after really good up a little bit last week Plummer had time to throw on some big downs which was great to see and then obviously the holes for the running game uh, we're awesome. I don't know what was going on with the Evan Conley uh, Wildcat stuff, but yeah, that was that. I was like, okay, like, well, th- like it, the first time, I just was like, haha, like laughing up <laughs> Evan Conley, and then like when we like didn't get it on, like you know, it was like third and five when we ran. I was like, okay, what are we doing here? It looks pretty obvious we're running a quarterback draw with Evan Conley, um, but hey, it is what it is, I guess. I mean, I'm I'm gonna trust Jeff at this point. Yeah, at this point, Jeff could have run out like, uh, I don't know, like, <laughs> Willie Tyler could have played quarterback for a few <laughs> yeah. plays, and I'd be like, yeah, well, he knows what he's doing. I'm not going to – I mean, this is – that's where we are. Y- you danced around it. Y- you-, you talked about it. All the people, and I think you and I were, were two of them, who were clamoring for Jeff Brom for a long time, this feels like a – I don't want to say I told you so, but this is like – you know, it's like us being like, this is why. Like, like yeah. This is why we wanted this. 
It's not just because he's from here. It's because he can take this program, the combination of his ties to Louisville, how beloved he and his entire family are here, and then the fact that he's a pretty fucking good football coach could take this program to another level. And what are the biggest issues with the Scott Satterfield era? Because, you know, we weren't terrible under Scott Satterfield. We, we weren't terrible. We weren't great. But every time we were in this particular moment, every time we had a chance to do something like this, we fell flat on our face. Like, we never had those euphoric wins. We'd have a bunch of wins over teams that it was like, yeah, we probably should have beat them. And then a few losses to a team, to a bunch of teams that were like, yeah, they were just better than us. We didn't have these types of, I can't sleep because I'm so excited. I can't believe that it just happened type games. And we, we, we've got one a half season into Jeff Brom's first season here. This is why you hire him. You're already bearing the fruits of that. Josh Hurd's got to be the happiest man in the city of Louisville right now. 100%. And, like, I'm not a petty guy. The fact that Kentucky lost 51-15 to to Georgia tonight <laughs> means absolutely fucking nothing to me. But I actually do want to point out, you know, just as a side note, has Mark Stoops had a win as big as what Jeff Brom just accomplished in year one? Because, like, off the top of my head, I literally can't think of one. Like, maybe there's one that's close. But, uh, I mean, we're talking about a top 10 win in year one and being 6-0. and So, uh, I mean, we're, there, there's no reason to do anything else but just to be riding high right now. You know, cheer it up with your friends. This is, this is a great time to be a Louisville fan. Fall sports is clicking on all cylinders. Um, and I'm going to get back down here. If, if not for the Duke game, I'm going to get back down here soon. Uh, we have to remind you before we let you go, podcast brought to you by our friends over at Homefield Apparel. Visit homefieldapparel.com. Why not buy some gear to celebrate? Uh, they have great Cardinal gear. We've got a half season to go. Go to homefieldapparel.com. Click on the Louisville section. My voice is going badly. <laughs> the old 3 a.m. <clears throat> I love it. This is great. Use the promo code CHRONICLE15 at checkout. It's going to save you 15% off your first purchase from Homefield Apparel. Homefieldapparel.com. I, I think the only way to end this podcast, I've used this as a joking line. It's become a joke o- over the last six, seven years when times have been bad for us. I, I have said cards are back anytime there's like a small, cool fact or a funny fact that's out there. Tonight, officially, Dan Sennard, the cards are fucking back. We are so back. It feels amazing to be back. This is... This is everything. This is everything. I don't know what I to say. I, I was, I was going to say the same thing, man. I have, I have nothing else to, to top that statement. We are so fucking back, baby. Now, I say that. Get healthy for Pitt. Don't fucking look <laughs> ahead. I mean, just get this. So I, I really do. Like, you know, this is, like, this is a spot I'm really nervous about. And it's fine. Celebrate tonight. All the fans celebrate for the next couple of days. But then strap it in because we got a game on Saturday. As a problem for the next podcast, you'll hear that in a couple of days. We'll, uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll watch the Notre Dame game. We'll get our voices back. We'll try to get some sleep, and we'll talk more about this and then get you ready for the weekend ahead. But, folks, enjoy this one. Soak this one up. All the stuff that you're going to see on Sunday and Monday and Tuesday, digest it all. We have all earned it. If you're listening to this podcast, you have earned this moment. We've gone through some shit. We're out the other side. We're better for it. The cards are back. We love you. Go cards, baby. We are fucking back, baby. Go cards.